a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson, live from Washington, D.C., at the open house of the Temple of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. We are really thrilled to have joining us on the show today, Keisha Segunro, uh, who is a Washington, D.C. native. There aren't very many of those uh, left. Most of them are imported. Uh, she is the North American Northeast Assistant Outreach Director uh, and has played a, a really important part of this uh, whole gathering here at the Washington, D.C. Temple. Keisha, thanks for joining us today. Oh, thank you for having me. Uh, you've had just some amazing experiences in terms of this whole idea of outreach uh, in the community. Just give us a little background of how you're doing that well you know it hasn't been hard since the pandemic we have served a lot of our neighbors um, from different churches um, neighbors in the community just different clergy with food banks vaccination sites Um, so now that we have the open house it's kind of all naturally just come together yeah, that's great. And you had the opportunity to actually be the, the moderator for one of the uh, early events last week. Uh, tell us about that experience. Well, it was an experience. Um, I got to introduce Reverend Amos Brown. And wow, that was a real treat with all the energy. He just uh, put electric in the room for everyone that was there. And to really get everyone excited about going through the temple. What I appreciate most about um, his remarks is that he made sure that um, he mentioned that we are all children of God. Mm. And so everyone has a place here in Heavenly Father's home. Yeah, I thought that was a real powerful thing. And you've had interaction uh, with him and with others of the NAACP in a, in a number of outreach uh, efforts there. Tell us about that. Well, we have been working so hard with the local NAACP chapters as it relates to family history and genealogy, mm-hmm. um, introducing them to family search. And so that's been great. And now, from our beliefs as LDS um, members, they had a chance to see what it's like to go into the temple to put that all together of why ancestry and family history mm-hmm. is so important to uh, members of the church. Yeah, I think that connection has been uh, an amazing one for for a lot of people. Yes. Uh, and as you've had a chance to, to go through and see uh, people experience the temple and then come out, uh, what have you noticed? What have you heard? Oh, wow. You know, the biggest thing that we've heard has been the artwork, Mm. you know, how inclusive it is, Um, just the different depictions. I love how one um, visitor stated that, you know, there's no hierarchy here. 
And that was well stated, that everyone has a place in Heavenly Father's home. And so they just remarked at the artwork, how diverse, how inclusive, how they you feel immediately welcomed. Mm. Immediately welcomed. So that's a very good thing. Oh, I love that. And it really seems to be that this idea that, uh, that oneness is not sameness. Everyone is alike going into the temple, mm-hmm. uh, but yet we're so different. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as you continue to, to work through outreach opportunities and, and connection, uh, what are some of the things that you're working on? What are some of the things that you're hoping uh, for the future as you continue to build those bridges of understanding? Well, you know, the church during the pandemic have so many great programs as far as when we talk about food storage and self-reliance. So what we hope is after our friends and guests tour the temple that we're able to share some of our programs just to help strengthen families. There's so much going on in the world and um, what we found that, you know, if we can extend a little bit of more of ourselves and show the different resources that we have in the church, Mm. it just just creates a good bond. We want to be good neighbors. And I think good neighbors is about sharing and so sharing just all those programs have just been beneficial and we want to keep doing that yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, and that sharing creates that uh, that connection uh, in community uh, and that's really where problems get solved oh absolutely uh, as communities come together uh, you mentioned kind of going through this course of the pandemic mm-hmm. uh, how has that changed the way you've done outreach and uh, what do you hope things how things shift uh, now that we kind of emerge on the backside of it well it, I think it was a lot of zoom calls and, and <laughs> zooming and, 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 and yeah so it was definitely that and then I think it has maximized our ability to use technology mm-hmm. So what we figured out, that things are not as complicated, but we are looking forward to meeting in person and ensuring and touring the different things of our meeting houses, our local meeting houses in our community, um, the Bishop's Storehouse. So I think it will bring some other opportunities post-pandemic where we can meet in person safely and to be able to greet each other, finally see if it was a conference call, I get to see your face. (laughs) And if it's a Zoom call, well, guess what? We get to meet in person maybe have a lunch yeah so um that's what i'm looking forward to doing and doing more work yeah doing more work and getting more folks together you know there were so many limitations right. and now we're getting to a place of comfort level yeah. that we're able to do a little bit more so i'm excited yeah. that's great uh, you know washington dc has always been a place of, of diversity mm. uh an international feel and flair and then of course government around there uh, from your outreach efforts what, what have you learned through that process Well, you know what? What I've learned is that um, at some level, I think we have more things that we have in common than differences. And that when you saw at the the peak of the pandemic, everyone just wanted to just check on folks Mm -hmm. to make sure that you were okay and that you had what you needed. And D.C. is a busy town. You know, we can get busy (laughs) with all types of things. But to see the city just transform into a quiet place. Mm-hmm. And then to just look at the beltway, you see the temple, and to see that symbol of peace and God's love, I think we are well positioned now to invite our friends and guests to come through and see and have get to experience what we feel. Yeah, yeah. And so I think we're in a, a very good, a special space um, to be in, and just to extend our friendship yeah. and just to extend the blessings of the temple. Yeah, that's great. Uh, what surprised you uh, as you've led people through, as you've had people come through the, the temple here in Washington, D.C.? 
Well, the funny thing, what surprised me is that, you know, the bride's room in the temple, the biggest debate is is the interior of the rug, <laughs> dogwood or cherry blossom. <laughs> and I had a wonderful opportunity to talk to my dear friend. She's the CEO of the National Cherry Blossom Festival. She put in the final vote. So Diana Mayhew put in the final vote that it's cherry blossom. It's cherry blossom. Yes. So that that has been the talk of the town from all of our influential leaders to our local friends and communities. It is all about the cherry blossom or dogwood. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. I love that. Well, thank you for sharing some insight with us today. There's uh, so much that's yet uh, yet to come and yet to head. And so last question I'm going to sneak in here. I've been asking everyone this. Uh, the theme of, of this experience here in Washington, D.C. with the D.C. Temple uh, has really been this idea of come and see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I always pair that with the back half of the scripture, which is uh, go and tell. So you've led so many people through and invited so many of the people you interact with and build bridges with. What do you hope they go and tell after coming to the temple? I hope they go and tell that everyone is God's children and that God loves everyone. You know, I had an opportunity to share that I was sealed um, in the temple, and it has a very dear and special place to me, the Washington, D.C. temple. And as a daughter of God, how I was able to center um, my husband and I's marriage around Heavenly Father. And I want folks to know if they're looking or if they're searching to feel something, I will love for them to come and feel and see and even touch if you want yeah. to um, Heavenly Father's love. This is what we want people to know that everyone has a place here. Stay with us. Much more to come on our special coverage from Washington, D.C. here on Inside Sources. Top of the Hour News is next. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.